As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello all, and welcome to Sunday Q&A, and the case of the missing video. <laughs> We've done Pete the Courier Detective this time, um, but yeah. So those of you that watch the channel on a regular basis will notice that a video kind of appeared, and it was up there, and I think I put it up at 7 o'clock in the morning, and then by half past 10 it was gone. Where's it gone? Who got rid of the video? Well... I tell you a story. So, my mate Dave, he rung me up and he says, um, "Can you get?" He said, "Pete, I need a um, an independent garage around Trafford Park." So I put it out to you guys. I said, "Anybody know a, a good independent garage around Trafford Park?" You know, and the situation had been this: he'd taken the lorry into Mercedes. Um, Mercedes had stripped it, didn't have the part, and VOR'd it. Um, which is vehicle off the road, which means you can't, they can't put it back on the road. You can't drive it back on the road until they give the green tick to let it go back in because they're your de designated vehicle people. And he was going to be off the road for nearly two months. And Dave went, he's, an in he's like us. You know, he's kind of, he's like an independent guy. He needs that lorry on the road. It, you, don't, you don't work, you don't eat. That's the score, isn't it, really, you know? So I put the video up in the morning at 7 o'clock saying... Can anyone help Dave out? And thanks to you guys, we got some recommendations from garages, people that could maybe drive him in and all that kind of stuff. And then about half past 10, I was tipping in Eastbourne. I got a phone call from Dave. And he says, you'll never guess what. Mercedes have been on the phone. I went, you're joking. Because I never mentioned, I never mentioned Mercedes in the title of the video. I did say that Mercedes did have the lorry. We did have a little conversation, me and Dave, about the fact that sometimes main dealers and uh, HTC, well, DAF are the same. I'm sure all of them are very similar in the fact that when you're dealing, if you're dealing with fleet all the time, if Tesco's lose the lorry, they just go, well, okay, one of our 200 lorries is off the road. We'll just deal with the other 199. It's not a problem, like you know. But for people like us, owner drivers, a bit more of an issue. And the chief mechanic's been on the phone to Dave. And he says, um, he said, it's an oversight. He said, I didn't realise this was going on. He said, I'm looking at your case personally now. 
He said, um, I still believe it's a steering column because they thought it might be a bush. But he said, I'm going to have a proper look at it myself. So fair play to Mercedes. Once they got, once the, once the issue got flagged, they were on it like a car bonnet. And credit where credit's due. That's great. Um, he said, what we're going to do is we're going to, we understand the situation you're in now. Going to put the vehicle back together. Not going to charge you for it. It wasn't, no, that was right. The guy turned around to him. He said, we've seen the video. Um, he said, and a lot of, some of the things that are in the video aren't exactly true. And Dave went, oh yeah, like what? And the bloke went, okay, fair point. <laughs> he said, the thing that wasn't true in the video was the fact the vehicle was VOR'd. He said, it wasn't VOR'd. And Dave went, well, why did you tell me it was VOR'd then? And he said, well, I don't know. It's breakdown communication. He said, what are we going to do? We're going to put the vehicle back together. We're going to check it, make sure it's roadworthy, and we're going to give you 10,000 miles on the tick. In the meantime, we're going to do a worldwide search for this part. The reason this part is in is in high demand is, it's, you know, like with all vehicles, there's one thing that always goes, oh, yeah, that's common with this. Yeah, that happens a lot. Oh, expect the, expect the clutch to go. Well, it's, I don't know, expect the bushes to go on the rear bushes after, like, 40,000 miles because they go on all of them, like, you know. Um, and it's a steering column issue, and it's to do with the gears, and it has been fixed in later models, but this particular one... It's, it's in demand, so we're going to do a worldwide search. We're going to get it in as soon as it is done. We're going to get it fixed. We're going to get it back on the road. And then he said, "Can you ask your friend to take the video down, please?" <laughs> and of course, I said, "Absolutely," because you know, a small oversight on Mercedes' part does happen. But as a result of what you guys have done, as regard the result of the fact that you, I mean, how they, I mean, I'm only. The video only had 200 and something views, so how they actually even clocked the fact that they, so you, somebody must have watched the video, then rung Mercedes in Trafford and went, there's a guy on YouTube who's talking about you. And I wasn't trying to be slanderous, like I said, I wasn't having a pop at Mercedes, I wasn't even having a go at main dealers, you know, kind of, all I was saying, my mate Dave's in a bit of a spot, can you help him out? But as a result of the comments that you do, and the fact that you watch this channel, we got Dave out of trouble. He's, he's long, he's back on the road. He's also, he's, um, he's made a few contacts. My mate Rock God, he's out there. He's actually got his own channel out there as well. He does videos and stuff like that, although I don't think he's done for a while. He said, is he a local driver then? I went, yeah, yeah, owner-operator, very switched on, got himself a nice motor. He said, well, I'm going to give him a ring. And then I said, oh, but let me just double-check it's okay. So I rung Dave, and Dave went, yeah, no, I've seen him. I've seen his channel. He's kind of a big-time Charlie, like, you know. So, so hopefully... Dave's back on the road, made himself a few contacts, and he's going on to greener pastures. And it's all because of you guys. So, um, well done. Thanks very much for watching. And, you know, as a result of which, hopefully we've made the world a brighter place. So, cheers. So that's why that's the case of the missing video. We'll come on to uh, Peter Career Driver Detective later. More importantly, going right. <laughs> so I've got to write this down. Hang on a second. Just pause this. Yep, sorry, I was just getting a pen. I've got, I'm doing chapters now, so that if you don't particularly want to watch the whole of the Q&A, because let's face it, it's long, um, but you just want to go to the miscellaneous question or the truck questions or something like that, and I'm doing chapters, so there's a little breakdown underneath, and you can just scroll to which bit you need to go to. So, there you go. Going right. I said, a guy said, um, I think it was TC Services in fairness, he said, I think that, it might not have been him, um, he said, I think shippers just want it cheap. And I went, well, I don't know if you want it cheap. I think there is a going rate on the CX, so we've done one on going rate. TC Services said, thanks for the mention, Pete. You're welcome, mate, no problem. Um, he said, I've had a few jobs where I quoted online, then phoned the shipper only to be told I'm still waiting for the customer to get back to me. Yeah, that's that thing I said about if you know the going rate, 
you can tell the customer straight away. If what you're doing all the time is going, I'll wait for you, and also you run the risk that, um, and it's happened to me before, where they ring me up and they go, you know, you put a bid in the job, uh, 200 quid, yeah, fine. Are you still available? Yeah. I'm just going to ring the customer, will you hang on for five minutes? And I always say, yeah, but I kind of think, well, hold on. If in the next five minutes another job pings up, the next two minutes a job pings up, which is better and pays more money, I can't take it. But if you then turn around or don't, and the amount of times where they go, I'll ring you back within five minutes and half an hour later, I've not heard anything, and then the job's disappeared, and you're like, how long am I? I? I think what I really should do is turn around and go, in the nicest possible way, my friend, I'm not booked till I'm booked. But then you lose, you know, it's just give and take. You need a bit of give and take. It's a real grey area, that one, you know. So, but it says, anyway, so TC Services, I'm still waiting for the customer to get back to me. I'll let you know. Today I had one of those days where luck was on my side. I picked up a job going from Washington to Stansted Airport, then picked up straight away from exactly the same place, going back down to Brighton. It's all about, sometimes it's all about luck, happy days. You're right. I did one on Monday, and I went from High Wycombe to Bristol, and then got Bristol to High Wycombe. If I lived in High Wycombe, I'd have been very happy, wouldn't I? <laughs> you know, as is High Wycombe, not a million miles away from Dunstable. It was still a good, good day, good run. I was, I put the right, put my jeans on. I'm going back to combat. It's just too hot. I was sitting there, and I think it was about 23 degrees. All these these lads with like beards and sort of tattoos, young, good-looking geezers walking around, and there's me in my jeans and my t-shirt and my boots and my high vest, thinking I'm really warm. I've got a confession. I was on the back of the truck at one stage when no one was looking. I went to the back of the truck just when no one could see me and just pulled my jeans down for like 30 seconds for a minute just to try and get some air around my legs. It was so hot. But anyway, it's getting colder now. There was frost on the windscreen of the car this morning, so I'm looking forward to it. I can't hack it in my old age, you know, what can you do? So, um, Also, TC Services goes on to say, he said, after a while, us drivers start to realise that they're good in places, um... Um, and where you get work from and you price the job accordingly. Because I said the going rate is actually dependent on where you are and time and all kinds of other factors. Uh, we've done a video about that one before. like you know, A shipper who has no vehicles and just posts jobs would have no idea of this and will probably choose a low, low bid as they're doing um, prices from A to B point according to the vehicle size and what the job needs. Whereas a driver will add on more to a price knowing it full well. Um, it, it will be very hard to get any work back. Yeah, so what we're saying there is the fact that a decent driver will um, add money on a job, say it's going to like um, Skegness, you think I'm going to come back empty, whereas someone who doesn't know what they're doing is more likely to just um, give the mileage rate. But then if you take the cheapest quote, you're probably getting a driver who doesn't, he's not, doesn't know what he's doing. Having said that, I didn't know what I was doing to start with. I gave cheap quotes because I got it wrong, but I still got the job done well. It just cost me money. You're taking a risk, though, that you know you might be getting someone who's not quite switched on and just doesn't do it. But pay your money, you take your choice. Uh, CW Logistics says, Pete, he said, I think you're right regarding the supply and demand. And going, right, I did that to, just, to just be going right. And as Robert Fletcher says, what I'm talking about there in the middle bit is equilibrium price. And Ian the shipper, C11 Yan, says, you just described consumer surplus plus product surplus and market equilibrium. Going rate will be within 20% of market equilibrium. I'm doing another video this week, which is why does the chart of the CX charge as much as it does and how can it get away with it? And I kind of explained that a little bit more. It's still very Mickey Mouse, Janet and John, but I'm coming into it. As far as like the market equilibrium, the thing I wish I'd said in this week's video is what I think you do is you, um, you do... 
you work out your cost. The price that you bid on a job should be cost plus normal profit. So you go, well, the job's going to cost me this much money in diesel, wear and tear, and I want to earn this much money because I think that's normal profit. Anything above normal profit's a boon. Anything under normal profit, sometimes you have to take your competition is fierce. But the way you work it out is, um, well, I'm jumping the gun. I'm coming back to CW Logistics. It says, um, for example, I ended up in Newcastle tonight looking at the feed. There were no jobs for tomorrow, but lots of drivers. And I know to win a job out of Newcastle, I'd have to lower my price and hope to get one. I've done that before. Um, what I like to do in busy drivers' areas, such as this, is, such as, is increase my search radius to 100 miles uh, to get to more rural areas, such as the Lake District, where I find fewer drivers. There was a small van job coming out first thing in the and going the distance, so I'd be 120 a mile plus 50 quid for running the 90 miles, the dead miles to go fetch it. Got a call within five minutes, so I spent my evening driving through the lakes rather than watching Netflix. This way I know I've got 190 in the bank by 10.30 tomorrow morning with plenty of time to get more work, whereas I could have been looking for my first job and still in Newcastle. Happy days. Very sensible. CW, yeah, absolutely. I've done that one before. I mean, in the early days, I dropped in Glasgow, and my mate said, I've got two kidney machines returned. When I was in the Luton, one coming out of Preston and one coming out of Birmingham, and I went, no, I mean, I'm doing two and a half hours to fetch it. I sat in Glasgow for two and a half hours, couldn't get a job, and then rang him. He said, you're too late to do it now. You won't get it in time. I wish I'd just done my Glasgow job, driven straight down to Preston, picked up the first one, picked up one in Birmingham, dropped it off, and I got my dog. But we learn as we go. We learn as we go. Android Lloyd said, time is the most important factor in this game, not mileage. He said, for example, a job going, this is true, a job going from Feltham to the Excel Centre in E16, posted at peak rush hour, you wouldn't quote by mileage, but instead you'd quote for the duration charge plus duration. In fairness, you'd quote day rate on that. <laughs> if you've got a drive from Feltham right through the heart of London on a Friday afternoon, it's going to take four to five hours. And then you, possibly, including the time it's going to get you tipped at the Excel by the time you've actually found your right gate, gone to the thing, got your ticket, waited to be driven up the ramp, you're in the purple area, yeah, sorry, mate, there's a queue, you're going to be on that forever. So, I mean, you can add the waiting time at the end, like, you know, but yeah, you're not, you're right, mate, time is a big factor. He also says, uh, many shippers don't have their own fleet. They just subcontract work out. Lots of shippers tend to offer silly money for hot shots when they clearly do not know the industry. It happens. It happens. So, Shane Hardy, well, we're still, what are we on still? We're still on going right here. Shane Hardy says, basically, you have to find the sweet spot. Do your research and go, we get on prices. That's what he's talking about again. That's that um, equilibrium price, bang in the middle of it. And like I say, there's one coming up on Tuesday, I think, which should cover that a bit more in my Mickey Mouse fashion. And, he, and Sean Gilmartin says, when I started in this game, you didn't have to be VAT registered. Rely on backloads or tramp, make a living. Now, though, he said, 12 years ago, I bought a Sprint, a 213 medium wheelbase standard with a service contract for up to three years, 270K for 21 plus VAT. Still sounds quite dear to me. Um, how much is the equivalent now, I wonder? I remember when we were running vans back on the market in 1985-86, you could get an LT35, the um, the old Volkswagen vans, which were kind of what would that be? I guess probably medium. They were like medium wheelbase, low roof, but they were square. You get a lot of gear in one of those. Five grand. It's unreal, wasn't it? You think about it. What you know? What it used to be and what it is now gives me the EBGBs. So. 
Pete the Courier Detective. Um, yeah, I just did the one sort of like trying to find my way around, like, you know. Uh, Wayne Rawlins said, he said, that's nice, look at that one day. What was nice, Pete? Wayne, I can't remember. I do these videos and I've got one camera facing me that sits on the dashboard and you press, press play and they just go. So one faces me and one faces the road. And I must have seen something nice and thought what I'll do is when I do that in the edit, I'll do that and then I'll show you what it was and then come back to me and then forgot. Chances are, could have been a Ferrari, could have been an Aston Martin. If I'm honest, it was either probably a really nice DAF or a pickup. I like pickups. You know, I'm the guy that when I went to Renault, everybody else was looking at the racing car and I was looking at the size of the fork truck going, that fork truck's massive. That's great. I like pickups. I'll drive a Mini because it was cheap. And it is cheap. Um, one day, maybe. I'm like one of them Ford Rangery type things. Or um, what's the other one? The uh, What's the Japanese firm? Hilux. I used to have an original Hilux. Back in the day, I had the one, you know, the one on top gear, the indestructible one. Yeah, I broke the springs within three months. Uh, but um, it was great fun. Huge wheels. Didn't start in the winter. Didn't have power steering. Didn't have central locking. In the end, I went, I'm not playing this game anymore. <laughs> Part of me, we should still kept it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Chances are it's probably a pickup one. Um, Shane Hardy says, Famous last words, mate, at M&S. Yeah, I think I've been here before. I know what I'm doing. Oh, mate. Um, he said, so I know I know which way to go. Easy mistake, mate. Um, but he enjoyed the video, so thanks, Shane. Um, Chris Gasser said, that M&S site used to be Tesco Wellham Green. It is Wellham Green, you're right. I worked out now, when you go into Wellham Green, there's Wellham Green North and Wellham Green South. Um, so depending which one you need to do. There's one that goes that roundabout that I showed you, the other one you have to go around on the other side, but I've sussed it now. We learn as we go. Um, he said, I've been retired since 2005, didn't know Tesco's had moved. Yeah, it's now m and Jin, got a name now, uh, says that's that bouncy seat. The bouncy seat's not so bouncy. It's not as bouncy as it could be. It's bouncy enough. I'm happy with the level of bouncy. It is a ticker thing going on, but I'm cool. Um, and Gonzalez says, I thought you were going to say, because I said, who's the greatest detective, um, Inspector Clouseau or Inspector Gadget? Both of which are, um, you know, should, should be in the mix there, but no, it's definitely Batman. Definitely Batman. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So, the wise guys. What we got to do this week on the wise guys. That's not thing. Doing time steps. Um, Jen says again, he says, because I said there's no such thing as a 7.2 tone van. He said, no, you're wrong. The Iveco Daily 7.2 tone van is there. Still needs a taco. Um, yeah, I can't. To me, that's the worst of both worlds. You've got, it's a van, but there's no room in the cab. And, you know, when you, when you book a lorry job and you turn up in the van, people go, no, I really wanted a lorry and that kind of stuff. So, that's the cat, I think. Um, hold on. Cat, meows at me to open the door. So I go down to open the door, looks at me in disgust, goes, what are you doing that for? And walks in the opposite direction. Mm. Wide awake. <laughs> um, says, he said, I, right, this, this, we're on the question now. Oh, Steve Campbell also filled me in. He said, the Iveco daily is a 7.2 ton van, but it's still a taco. Anything over three and a half ton needs a taco, that's it. That's the weight limit. That's why I say about Luton's, because it's the one you can drive without driver's hours, without tacos, without cards. If you want to go, I mean, I'd elect you to do it, and I don't regret it. If you want to go big, go big. But, um, but be aware of the world of pain that you've got to be inviting in on yourself. Wide Awake says, I've been looking everywhere to find it, but is it legal, right, we need the wise guys this one, is it legal to load some parcel stroke goods on the passenger side of your van? Can anyone help me, please? I think the answer is no. It will, it will depend on your insurance, but I believe that most insurances will say that your goods have got to be carried in the back. So chances are, if you get stopped by the police, probably they won't say or do anything because they won't probably they probably won't even hit their radar. But if you have an accident and they can prove you've got goods in the front, there's a good chance that they won't pay. And in my experience, if they can find a way not to pay, they do. Um, Motti, three hashtags, says, uh, when you're sitting on a bay in a cab with no access to the back of your truck... Um, can you keep an eye on the unloaders to check for damage on your vehicle before leaving? If you do not witness the damage in your vehicle, a claim may be difficult. If you're an owner-driver, repairs could be expensive. Maybe CCTV in the back would be a good investment. Have you had any damage done to your vehicles by dodgy, do-not-care forkies? Right. When you're on a bay, there isn't a lot of damage they can do, really. I mean, theoretically, if they're driving a fork truck into the back of your, in, in the back of your lorry, which has happened no not even that they'll drive a motorised pallet truck even if the fork's at the side of the curves and a motorised pallet truck probably isn't going to do any damage they, they might damage their own load but if they do that surely that's on them to actually damage any of your truck is unlikely have I had any damage done by forkies yes I have um, I pulled my curtain back once and I put the bar, I tucked it on the inside so it's out of the guy's way. And then when I went to put the bar back in, I couldn't get it back in. In the end, I had a cable tie the damn thing in. And for some reason, I thought it was my fault. And it was only until I got back, the, I got the mechanic to repair it. He said, no, what's happened? It's the fork truck's hit it. So the guy's come out with a fork truck, probably hit it, probably not said anything. And what I should have done when I couldn't get the bar back in, I go, mate, what you done? You've, you've, you've done the truck in. But they probably go, no, it wasn't me, mate. I don't know, it's just... Uh... But yes, it has happened, and I didn't have the sense to flag it. If, if it does happen again, I do have the sense to flag it, I'll let you know. So, trucks. We're on trucks now. Uh, oh, yeah, no, this is Godzilla's. He said, like, on, on the kind of snobbery among trucks. He said, big, 
the van. He said, puddle chuck jumpers, slightly bigger. Um, he said, never understood the snobbery class one to any other truck. They're all still on taco. It's, we're all together uh, with, with the same like miles and stuff like that. It runs around 12 foot longer than, than normal. Um, there's pumps rear and a platform hanging on the back. He said, I've got a four-wheel steer, but to be honest, there's such a massive um, overhang, it hardly helps. I'm also not allowed on public roads due to the weight and size, plus it does 19 miles per hour flat out. How's life on the airport treating you there, mate? It's good, isn't it, really? Oh, and he said, Potmaster. Yeah, I did give myself a single point as I got the track correct, but not the artist. It was Buggles with Video Killed the Radio Star, or in my case, Biggles. It was Trevor Horn, wasn't it? Buggles, I think. Yeah, I believe so. Producer, famous man. But, um, yeah. Well, just stick them, just, you know, just just keep just sorting out them planes, mate. Sort out them planes, sort yourself, you'll be good. I guess that's what you're on now. And not the electrics. Um, Steve Campbell says, um, he said, I'll come, I'll, we're talking about driving in London. He said, I'll come and drive it for you if you buy me a nice truck with a comfy bed and don't send me into central London and then expect me to get from Kilburn to Erith in 45 minutes. As we were saying earlier on about that guy, this is quoting time, not miles. And if you're outside of London, you go, oh, it's only like eight miles, that ain't going to take him long, is it? Yes, it is. It's going to take him half a day. I once picked a job up when I was on the Luton, and I was in Camden, and the job was picking up from, oh, it was over London Bridge. It was kind of Bermondsey way, and I kind of went, I should be there within an hour. Not open. They run me an hour and a half to where I sit It was, where are you? I said, I'm stuck in traffic. He said, you'll be there? I said, I said, I, I, said I, I tried to be there. I didn't say I could be there. I said, you know, all things, you know, if I'm lucky... Wasn't lucky. Never are in London. Oh, he also says this IVCO is like a mobile prison now because the turbo's blown. There's a reoccurring um, thing with your um, comments, Steve. I don't know if you've ever noticed. <laughs> but I'm always grateful. Uh, Paul Sherwood says, font of all knowledge. Yeah, kind of playing it fast and, sh- uh, fast and loose with that one, Paul. He said, I'm kind of investigating the pros and cons of being a courier driver, truck driver for Kalina at the moment, mortgage paid and all that jazz. Like the idea of choosing whether I do 15-hour days or not. Get some great insight and thanks to you guys on there. So once again, guys, thanks very much for the input. Thanks very much for, you know, everything that you do. Paul, you know where we are if you need us. There's, there's always a Q&A, mate. Any problems? I'm sure someone much wiser than me will fill you in on the details. So, miscellaneous. Steve at SDC Services said, he says, uh, there's very little loyalty from any shipper. Online bids kill rapport and bridge building. That's a good point. I never thought of that. Um, do a good job. Run a nice van. Know your worth. Going rate is up to you, the driver. Uh, know your costs will go bust. That's pretty much the size of the thing. Never thought about the old going rate. Of the, um, I might do something on that. Um, online bids kill rapport between Shiva. Yeah, good point. Um, original Gold I, uh, INC says, hey, you know, this is something to flag up. This is always a fear for people as well. I, want, I think I'll address this one as well. He said, what used to happen on the CX a lot was dodgy guys would go in on going cheap on a job, posted to guarantee they would get a job. Then they'd repost the job and accept any given price. Now, subcontracting on the CX, for a start, is, is, is a bad idea, like, you know. So, um, yeah, so that's, you're not, we're not, you're not allowed to do it, basically. I know, I, 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 did, I never did that subcontracting, but I did, you did that one, you definitely can't. Well, that's, yeah. Um, 
he says, as a new member, they would have hardly any feedback. So let's say a driver is desperate and takes a chance on a new member. So he goes in high on price to cover himself. So what they're saying is they buy the job cheap, and then they'll resell the job onto someone else for more money than they bought the job on for, but they've got no intention of paying him. He says, um, he says so the dodgy guy accepts the price as he has no intention of paying, and uh, they scan the work he posts, like, also with pays 45 to 60 days, end of the month, so they know they've got three months before they get picked up on it. Then he gets a month or so of invoices paid to him, then he reposts the jobs due to you know the ones he's replaced. Now the dodgy guys were yeah. Basically, what he's saying is you could take a job cheap, sell it again dear, take the money that you got when the job was done by someone good, so you get paid from your custom from the customer to the shipper, and then um, then not pay the both you guys. Well, actually, it's from actually from a shipper because it's a shipper to you, and then you're shipping it on again. You take the money of the shipper. You don't pay the other guy. And that used to happen all the time. Now, I don't think it happens anymore. I think they've, they've probably clamped down this thing. The other thing I will say, Stu, down at the CX Forum, a lot of the time, it's one of those things that you, you get away with it once. But then when you, you're sort of like um, um, AB haulage, and then you go bust because you haven't paid anybody, <clears throat> and then you reappear the next day at BC haulage, everyone on the forum says, they're BC haulage. Remember AB haulage? Don't touch them. And the work gets around really quickly. So, I mean, it's not... There, there's there's going to be a morals, you know. They, honestly, it's, it's your soul at the end of the day. It's your heart that's weighed against a feather, like, you know. So, um, choose to do it, choose not to do it. We just have to be clever. And you, you are going to get stung sometimes. Fortunately, I believe 99% of the people on the CX are good, bona fide people who are out there to try and build a living, build companies. So, you're kind of doing okay. Maybe not 95, maybe 98. 90, maybe not 99, maybe 96.2. Apparently, 37.3% of all statistics are false. Uh, Lion says, love your living room. So do I, Lion. Thanks very much, mate. Um, it's been a fight to keep it. My mortgage rate's changing. I've lost I'm not circuit anymore. Bless them. Unfortunately, the videos that I were doing for them didn't get the metrics that they were hoping for, which means I think they didn't get enough views. And I think they're a bit up against it with the um, the editing. Because I'd, I'd make the videos and then they wouldn't put them out. And that's a bit of a blow. I got that, I found that one out on on Wednesday. And then Thursday found out that because my mortgage rate was locked in and it's not locked in anymore, uh, my mortgage is now trebling. So we're due to be... Um, <laughs> launching the fifth truck uh, any time this month and hopefully a sixth one by Christmas please God otherwise I might be making the channel a subscription channel and asking for crowdfunding <laughs> it'd be alright I've been in worse positions before many many worse positions before write a book about it please read uh, right and the final thing we're going to come down to today is radio which is a new one we're talking about radio now so um I think Godzilla was saying about pop mastery's points. My, my 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 score tends to be between three and thirty six. Never got thirty nine. Still never got thirty nine. Normally get mixed up by the year. And if I get the year right, I miss another one. Uh, but so we got Nick over at London Creative. He said, "Isn't eighties radio? Isn't eighties radio radio one these days?" I don't don't think so. I think well, I don't know. Um, it's all they seem to play in clubs and bars now. It's all eighties music. Why? Well, because it's cheap. And anyone born after nineteen ninety one, Scott Mills is going over to radio. Apparently, I found out he's taking over Steve Wright in the afternoon. I like Scott Mills. I think he's great. So now I've got the dilemma: Do I stick with Craig Charles 
or do I go over to Scott Mills? And I probably will go over to Scott Mills, but I need to be on Radio 6 some of the time because um, I'm missing new music otherwise. But then I tend to go according to DJs. We'll work it out. I'll work it out. No one cares. That's why I put it in the end. Uh, Steve Campbell said, not listened to Radio 1 since Chris Moore's on The Breakfast Show. He's on X, he's on X as well now, as, as is Johnny Vaughan. But the thing about it, it's the adverts. It's driving potty. Um, I'm sure it was back in 2004 I was working as an industrial cleaner. I was, I was, this is more of Steve Campbell's news, guys. Um, he said... He said, when I was in 2004, I was working as an industrial cleaner and appointed um, listener, this is in the prison, um, in case any, any lad was feeling suicidal. So I, I would go and spend the night in a cell with them and help them. Although after 13 weeks, I stopped being a listener as I pointed out to one lad who wanted to hang himself out the window bars that it was far, it was too tall for the noose to have effects. I suggested pouring water and shower gel on the floor immediately in front of the window so when he jumps, he slips back and breaks his neck. The government of Northall was not amused. You don't say. <laughs> Steve, leave it behind, mate. Just get in that lorry. There's a new life out there for you, I'm telling you. And the final word this week goes to um, TC Services, who started all this, I believe. He said, used to listen to Six um, all the time until they started messing with the DJ schedule. First they moved Radcliffe and McCarty from the afternoon slot to weekends. I know, I was gutted. Radcliffe and um, Stuart McConey is probably my favourite DJ, and Radcliffe and McConey together were just hilarious. They do crisps on the radio. <laughs> when they talk about crisps on the radio, I've got a cat, by the way, that's what that is. Um, you, you're an attention seeker, you, aren't you? This is Bolive. She's my cat. We've got four of them. This is mine. Um, yeah, I love crisps on the radio. And thank you for the music news and all that kind of stuff. Uh, then they moved Sean Kennedy from the breakfast show, which was hard. He was good in the morning because he's dour. But it seemed to work when everybody else is sort of, hi, morning, yeah, excited. It was like, yeah, it's morning, good play a song. When they moved him to the afternoon, it just didn't seem to work. And I think, he, I think his heart went out, to be honest with you. He said, I've stopped listening now and only listen to LBC all day. Fair enough. You miss the music, though. I like the new music. So that's it for this week. It's um, funeral time, isn't it? It's, um, ironically enough for me, I'm going to a funeral tomorrow because this is Sunday, because I'm recording on Saturday Sunday. It's um, my best, one of my best mates' mums died. And so I'm go- basically I'm going to be watching it on the telly in the morning and catching the live show in the afternoon. Um, I suppose from a purely selfish point of view, I was probably going to end up having the day anyway because it's bank holiday and nothing's happening. And then I would have had to have half a day off to go to my mate's mum's funeral. Now I've kind of got two birds with one stone, but that's what I'll be doing. Well, fair play to her. She was um, a stateswoman and a long-serving member and where it goes now is anybody's guess but enjoy the day off guys and then it said it's heads down for Christmas take care take money as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when I was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 